Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Two seconds, one second, it is over! It is over. Arkansas wins it. Here they come. Duke trying to get off the floor, and they are rushing oh, Duke the floor at Bud Walton Arena. Arkansas wins at 80-75. to 75. This is one of those Razorback moments. Kenny Tyler played about three minutes in that first half, and what was it? Did he miss a couple of defensive assignments early on, and then you put him back in in the second you half? You ready for this? I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. What? You heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, that we've never had for him, and he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. And he played, and he played well. Next. We're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. I have a feeling uh, that Louisville player will be in the transfer portal today. What's going on with that? With the, the Louisville like, player, like not it wearing wasn't the a joke, right? I don't, I can't no. see the video. So wh- facial expression, all that. He was dead serious. Dead serious. Okay. So he's never had the tights, according to the coach. So did he have a mental breakdown or something? And like, like why suddenly can you not play without the tights or or have to have the uh, tights? So there's so many questions I have about this. Kids these days teach. I understand kids, kids these, these days. days. I get that, yeah. but it's not game one. Right, you're the, I mean, you're, you should be able to answer this. You're the, you're the father of a son who refused to go to school without his tights on. So you got it. You got. He well, needed his tights. I get that, but it's not game one. So yeah, if he hasn't know. had it in the other games, why? That's what I'm saying. My, Suddenly, my why did he have to have he's been, tights? He, I'm guessing it's like a brand, and he's been wearing the other Nikes. brands. He's been wearing Nikes, but he thought they were Jumpmans. <laughs> and, but he hadn't really looked at the tag. Right. And so he, he got the uh, tights for the game last night, and he finally looked at the tag. And he goes, hang on, where's my Jumpman tights? And they're like, we don't have Jumpman tights. I ain't playing unless I got Jumpman tights. And then the coach is like, dude, we've never had Jumpman tights. Don't lie to me. I'll go to the portal. All right, fine. I'm, I'm just, that's a, and scene. Kids these days, man. Kids these days. What a crazy, crazy. <laughs> I appreciate his honesty, though. And it sounded like he told someone, ask me this question, please. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, what was the most important article of clothing for me when I played basketball? What's that? Uh, the T-shirt underneath the jersey. 
Yeah, I was a uh, t-shirt under the jersey guy. I I felt like if I wore the t-shirt that uh, people wouldn't know I was uh, chubby. They wouldn't be able to tell. (laughs) I think it fooled them. I think it worked. Yeah, I think it worked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got some clarification yesterday on this uh, co-offensive coordinator situation, TJ. It wasn't reported exactly correctly, but the uh, press release came out yesterday, clarified some things. Seth Luttrell is your offensive coordinator. He's coordinator, yeah. Joe John Finley is your co-coordinator. So 1A, Luttrell, 1B, Joe John. Luttrell will coach quarterbacks and call plays. He's the man. The picture that they put out of these two, by the way, like – like Seth Luttrell looks like every police officer who's ever stopped me. Yes. He's frightening. Uh, that is an intimidating duo right there. And Joe is. John's like seven foot five. And Seth Luttrell looks like, uh, you know, he's ready to punch you at any moment's notice. Joe John looked like, uh, to me, it was like a uh, uh, pick ready for the cover of GQ or something. So. I respect Joe John. I respect the the. I would love to know the name situation there. You you know, at any point he could have gone with Joe. He could have gone with John. He could have gone with JJ, but he stuck with the three name thing, and I like that about him. I like. Uh, I had a cousin Billy Bob for uh, when I was growing up. He since became an adult and decided to just go by Billy. Uh, what was it? Jim Bob Cooter was a coach for uh, in the NFL for many years. Joe John Finley. I've always appreciated that about Joe John. Well, there's a question for you. First time you have him on a show. Well, you've had him on shows. Why haven't you asked him before? I don't get the assistant coaches. Chris oh, and Gabe true. get Kate, the assistant. Chris gets those. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. I've talked to Joe John, and but not in an interview setting before. Uh, so there you go. Are you, are you uh, still comfortable with all this? Are you more comfortable with it? Are you less comfortable with it? What's your level of comfort? More comfortable. I, f- I thought Seth should be 1A, however you wanted to look at that. So, yeah, I'm completely fine with it. Now. The buck stops with Seth Luttrell. Yes. Joe John will be heavily influential in developing game plans. Bill Biedenboe, by the way, is no longer co-OC and hasn't been apparently since 2021. So uh, that, I guess, ended when Brent came in, I guess. Uh, so that's uh, Seth is, is, is calling the plays. And you're good with all this. Yes, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I thought yeah, I it would like be it. I thought it would be Seth all along and it, it is, so I'm fine with it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. We'll we'll see how it works out. I mean, we can all speculate as to what he'll do different and how much better they'll be on offense and how they'll be as recruiters and all that kind of stuff, but time will tell. But I like it. Okay. All Big 12 teams announced yesterday, and this caused an uproar in Austin, Texas, TJ, where they just can't get anything to go their way right now. Mike Gundy named Coach of the Year. Did they get it right? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got it right. I mean, we didn't think going into the year they would – be bowl eligible, much less in a Big 12 championship game. So, yeah, they got it right. Tex, we thought Texas was going to be good. Maybe not this good. I certainly didn't predict them to be a, contending for the college football playoff, but we thought they were going to be 
challenging for the Big 12 this year. Right, yeah. And they are. They are, and they're where they thought they were supposed to be. But my thing is, do you congratulate Sark Sark for finally achieving something in his career? A 10-win season. Well, here's the one thing I'll say about that and about, you know, Bill Self winning the award with the most talent, all that kind of stuff. Coaching is more than the three months the season's going on. You have to also give them credit for recruiting and building the team. The reason they have talent is because Sark went out and got the talent. So they deserve credit for that. Mm -hmm. That being said, what Mike Gundy did this year is jaw-dropping. And, uh, yeah. And that was the argument I saw on Twitter in places yesterday against him, saying this is a a guy that tore down his program, caused Mm -hmm. all kinds of disruptions, uh, was having major team chemistry problems. Right. And now you're rewarding him. Rewarding him because he's in the Big 12 championship <laughs> right. game. So I, I get that side of it, too, that it looked like. We, at one point, the Mike question was brought up this flip. year, should, is this the end of the road for Mike Is Gundy? this it? Is he going to walk away? Right, yeah. Or be fired. Or be fired. Offensive player of the year, Ollie Gordon. You okay with that one? Um. Yeah, I'm okay with that one. I, yeah, I, I wish it would have right. been Dylan, but um, Ollie Gordon should be the answer. If there. OU was in the championship game and OSU wasn't, I think you got a case for Dylan. Probably so, yeah. But OSU beat OU. OSU's in the championship game. Ollie Gordon's having a great year. Defensive player of the year, Tabandre Sweat, Texas. Got that right, and that's who you thought yesterday before it was announced. So I think so. I think same thing. If OU's in the championship game, maybe Billy Bowman gets more of a – push if billy had done some of his work earlier in the year and got a little more buzz going maybe Mm -hmm. uh newcomer of the year ad mitchell at texas defensive newcomer of the year austin booker at kansas he's a d lineman freshman of the year offensive rocco beck iowa state defensive freshman co anthony hill texas ben roberts texas tech both linebackers Special teams player of the year, Zach Schmidt. What do you think about that? That's not true. That wasn't oh, the it's answer. Not right. Sorry, no, I read it wrong. Austin McNamara, Texas Tech. Punter. Lineman of the year, Cooper Beebe, K-State. Defensive lineman of the year, Byron Murphy, Texas. That's interesting. Tavondre Sweat wouldn't. He wins defensive player of the year, but not defensive but not lineman, lineman of the year. Yeah. Coach of the year, Mike Gundy. Okay. Uh, first team, here we go. Quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. Running backs, Ollie Gordon, Taj Brooks at Tech. Fullback, Ben Sennett, K-State. Three wide receivers, Drake Stoops, Javon go, Baker, Drake. or Javon Baker at UCF, and Xavier Worthy at Texas. Drake Stoops, first team all Big 12, teach. Come on, everybody awesome. out there. That's Give awesome. it up to Drake. No, In your cars, whatever you're doing right now. It's awesome. Give it up to Drake Stoops, Stoops, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up to him. Get on your feet right now unless you're driving. Come on. Stoops. Incredible. Incredible. And by the way, Xavier Worthy, uh, I think he's just a junior, right? Seems like he's been at Texas yeah. for like 19 years. Holy cow. Well, like he's been on this team for 10 years. Yeah. Remember like the first play of that game? Three years ago, he took it 75 yards yeah. for a touchdown against us. Tight ends, Jared Wiley, TCU, Jatavian Sanders, Texas. O-lineman, 
Derek Pooney, Kansas. Cooper Beebe, Kansas State. Patrick Paul, Houston. Kelvin Banks, Texas. Zach Frazier, West Virginia. Kicker, Burt Auburn, 50s lounge singer. Kick returner, Xavier Worthy. Let's talk D. Defensive lineman, first team all Big 12. Traymon Morris Brash, UCF. Nelson Caesar, all hail, Houston. Austin Booker, Kansas. Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat from Texas. Linebackers, Dan Stutzman. Nicholas Martin, OSU, Jalen Ford, Texas. Good for Danny. Last year, remember, TJ, he led the league in tackles and was not first-team All-Big 12. This year he made it. Uh, DBs, Billy Bowman, Jeremiah Cooper, TJ Tampa. Those those two guys are from Iowa State. Kobe Bryant from Kansas. Beanie Bishop from West Virginia. And the punter is Austin McNamara. Okay, so OU got Dylan Gabriel, Drake Stoops, Danny Stutzman, and Billy Bowman, first-team all-conference. Anybody get robbed there? They get it all exactly right. I don't think anybody got robbed. I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Two on second team for the Sooners, Andrew Rame and Ethan Downs. I hate to say this, but I think the Big 12 did a good job. As well as you can do, yeah. and You can make arguments for, you know, the coach of the year and offensive player of the year, but I think they got it right. So I've got no problem with anything, really. Uh, all these guys were honorable mention. Uh, Nick Anderson, honorable mention for freshman of the year and for wide receiver. Rondell Bothroyd. Uh, Isaiah Coe, Kendall Dolby, Ethan Down, uh, Jaleel Farouk, Gavin Freeman as a kick returner, uh, Tyler Guyton, Kip Lewis, McCade Matoyer, Walter Rouse, Gavin Sotchuk, Tawi Walker, Woody Washington, Gentry Williams. All right, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing I see here that makes me want to take my shoe off and pound it on the table, you know? I think they did a pretty good job. And uh, there was only one sooner on the preseason First team all Big 12. Do you remember who that was? I want to say it was Ethan Downs. but You're right. Say it. Ethan Downs. It's right. <laughs> Ethan Downs, the only Sooner. That's amazing, isn't it? On the preseason all Big 12 team. Yeah, he ended up second team. Four and a half sacks led the way this year. Okay, 717. We're about an hour away from Porter Moser joining the show live. His team in action tonight at McCaslin Fieldhouse. Undefeated, coming off that championship out in San Diego, they get Arkansas Pine Bluff tonight in the students-only game at historic McCaslin Fieldhouse. We'll talk to him coming up at 8.15 this morning. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Hello, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free, and you could be compensated for your time. Several area locations coming soon to Ardmore. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, chilly, it's chilly, it's chilly. 
chili. Uh, how awesome are these hats? That's from Dr. Awesome, but he doesn't send a picture of the hat. Uh, maybe you're He's referring to your referring hat, to my hat. Uh, they are awesome. Yeah. The uh, you uh, you called them the cousin Eddie hat. Were they actually the fur trader? Fur trapper hats. Fur trapper hats. Yeah. So very cool. Oh, you fur trapper hats giving away on uh, Tuesday at Tuesday night's game. I was just called off the air and uh, was asked, "You think the students are going to do this tonight? I don't know. Or is this going to be embarrassing?" I said. It won't be from lack of OU trying here. They have, they have marketed this thing very well. They have made it very apparent that this is a student game. We want you guys here. We want you loud. We want you rowdy. We're going to put it in this environment at McCaslin. Free popcorn for the first, you know, whatever it is, 500 students, the T-shirts. It's not from lack of effort on their side. So this is all on the students at this point. And I think they, they will. I think they'll turn out tonight. I hope so. Uh, I, it has a chance to be, it, you know, special. It has, it has a chance, chance to, be a... to be something that nobody else does. Right. Like, if this works, then, hey, let's have a student-only game every year at McCaslin Fieldhouse. That's a very cool concept. Now, Joe's uh, texted me that, like Taylor University has one of those every year. I was like, that's not a real place. Like, <laughs> like they do the silent night game where nobody says anything until like the, I don't remember what it is, the 10th point is scored or the 20, you know what I mean? And then they, they go crazy. Silent and then they go crazy. I guess that's a student only game, but that's at Taylor University. But if this works, it's got a chance to be something unique to Oklahoma. I love that idea. So I hope so. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I, I I hope so. Come on, students. Come on out tonight. Make it an awesome atmosphere, and let's pack the rafters. You get free you get T-shirts. You get only popcorn. Well, tell your friends. Well, they'll, a lot of them are working it, I guess. But I had yeah, some of them will be there. Uh, it was not like an all class situation yesterday. It was one on ones. So, but by the way, Bruce Howard was the name I couldn't think of last hour. Bruce Howard, legend. I don't know. I'm stupid legendary TU play-by-play voice was the other name I was trying to think of. Go Texas, kill OSU, 45-17. Coach T, go Iowa, beat Michigan. All right. Chili text, chili text. Uh, Could Georgia miss the playoff? Let me paint a scenario for you. Paint it up. Bama beats Georgia. Well, that would have to happen, yes. Everybody else wins. Well, not everybody Michigan. can win because Oregon and Washington play. Okay, Michigan wins, Washington wins, Florida State wins. Okay. So those three are in. I mean, those three win, they're in. Okay. And Bama just beat Georgia. <laughs> Georgia's out. Is Georgia out or is Florida State out? Maybe. Maybe. You can use the injured quarterback as an excuse. And they already put that out there on the release the other night when they were asking about how you place people here. And he says, look, Florida State's a different team now. So they're still there, but they're a different team. Let me throw another wrinkle in it. Let me throw another wrinkle in this. Texas also wins. 
So then you have so, Texas over Alabama. <clears throat> okay, let me, re- let me repeat this, okay? Alabama beats Georgia. Right. So both of those teams have one loss. Mm-hmm. And Alabama's the conference champ. Uh, Michigan wins, undefeated conference champ. Washington wins, undefeated conference champ. Florida State wins, undefeated conference champ. Texas wins, one loss conference champ. Who are your four teams? Michigan, Washington, Alabama, Georgia. (laughs) You knew how I was going to answer this before you asked. You're such a homer. You are such well, an I SEC Well, I think Georgia's honk. better than Texas, and I think Georgia's better Texas than Florida State. Texas beat Alabama by double digits on their it. home field. I've you also watched Texas all year long, and I don't think they're better than Bama or Georgia, even after they beat Bama. That is the epitome of being an SEC homer right there. <laughs> I'm just saying. You were just presented with a 10-point loss on your home field, and you leave going, I still don't think they're better than us. I still think we should be ranked ahead of them. You are Nash from Texas, the guy after <laughs> OU beat Texas who said, we beat them in every way, and they still beat us. I'm just saying, if you're taking the best teams, that's what I'm doing right there. I get what, the head-to-head. I get that they the did committee it. Do? I think if Bama and Texas played right now, Bama wins the game. Why? I just think throughout the year <laughs> they developed into a better team. Um, what do you think the committee would do? I think the committee takes Florida State and Bama as the SEC champion. You can't leave Texas out. I if think Bama's they're left out. In. I think they're left out. If Texas is a one-loss conference champion, so you're and leaving Alabama the SEC, a, the best conference, you're leaving their champion out. No, I'm putting Bama in. I think my four teams in that scenario would be Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. I think Georgia's out. Okay. I think Florida State's I think out. Florida State's out. All you right. Can't put Bama in. And not put Texas in. You can't do it. It wasn't in Austin. It wasn't neutral site. I don't want them in. I'm just saying. I'm getting the text right now. Look how Toby loves the Longhorns. You eating at the steakhouse tonight? Man, you love you some Big 12. I'm just saying you can't do it. Love you some Big 12. Wouldn't it be something? I'm saying you can. There is a way. Washington, Bama, Georgia. That's it. That would be hilarious. Unbelievably hilarious. The They would burn the city of Austin to the ground if that happened. <laughs> it would be so. amazing. I hope so. I went through their airport the other night, and I was like, this airport even stinks. This airport is the worst airport I've been in in my life. It is the worst. Oh, Austin airport's terrible. The hatred to uh, for the SEC, which we believed could not get any higher, if undefeated Florida State gets left out and Texas, who beat Bama by double digits in their building, gets left out and two SEC teams get in, would be un- would be off the charts. More than we ever thought we'd imagine. Um, but I do think there's a way Georgia doesn't make this because if they get beat in the championship game, their schedule is not like they, they're – Best win, all that kind of stuff. It's not great. I know they're the two-time defending champs and all that kind of stuff, but if everybody else hasn't lost a game and you just lost to Bama, there's a way they don't make it. There is, and it's an unusual year in the fact that 
most years you'd be walking into the saying, Georgia's got it locked. But yeah. there's so many undefeated teams this year. You're not usually in this position where there's that, this many going into championship weekend. So The situation Texas is in right now is incredible. Like, if I told you before the year, Texas is going to win the Big 12 this year, only have one loss, and they will beat Bama in Tuscaloosa by double digits, you would say, well, they're the one seed. Yeah. Maybe the two if somebody went undefeated, but, I mean, there's not even a debate here. And they're not getting in unless something happens. They That's needed, unbelievable. They needed OU in Arlington. It would have helped them. It would have helped What they needed is for, uh, uh, to get the ball in on the one-yard line. Well, true. I mean. Should have beaten Kansas and OSU. Then we're having a completely different discussion right now. You're putting another undefeated team in the mix. I'm just saying beating OU on Saturday would stand yeah. out a lot more to the committee than it's going to be And they would be OSU. avenging their own No offense, loss. Cowboy fans. It's just true. No, they, I mean, that's true, but they would be avenging their only loss. Too, and, and, yes, that. exactly. Yeah, this will be fascinating. Anyway, Georgia, Bama, three and four. Probably one and two in your poll. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, play with you a little bit here and give you the others. Michigan would be your mm-hmm. one then, I think. You know, without see, a doubt. In that scenario, I would say uh, probably Bama one, Georgia two, um, LSU three. I don't know, Auburn looked pretty good in the Iron Bowl. Probably go Auburn four. What a complete four. mess, though. If Oregon beats Washington, Bama beats Georgia. I mean, you're talking about a complete mess to figure it out. So you've got – did Michigan win? Uh, yes, Michigan won. Florida State lost as well. Okay, so I got one lost Bama, one lost Georgia. Michigan's the only undefeated team at this point. Yeah, they're the right? one seed. I got one lost Texas, and I got one lost Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I got one lost Florida State. Right. So Michigan's in, and there's three spots available for – well, Washington's out. If Washington doesn't win the championship game, they're out. Agree? Agree. Okay. Florida State's out. Agree. Okay. So we're down to four teams for one for, for three spots. One lost Bama, one lost Georgia, one lost Texas, one lost Oregon. In my mind, Georgia's out. The other three are conference champions, and they are not. Yeah, and that probably makes the scenario easier for them now that you just said that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I would agree with you there. So Georgia's out. Although I'd still put them in over Texas. <laughs> that would be the greatest possible scenario right there. <laughs> Texas still doesn't get in. <laughs> you oh, got to give them some benefit for being back to back defending champions, right? D- no. No? Why? Why? Because they are. Why do I have to give them any benefits? So I'm just trying to give them any type of uh, one-up on Texas that if I can. If it gets so. them in over Texas, then right. fine. that'd be fine. At that point, then, with all those one losses, I'm probably going Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss. That's probably what I would do there. <laughs> kind of you to give Michigan a nod when there are plenty of other SEC <laughs> options available. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Turn that off. 
I'm bringing you back with your fight song. Turn it Between off. Teddy Lehman and his shorts and your Texas love, geez. Turn it off. I apologize. It did come off a little bit last segment like I was rooting. I'm not rooting for Texas. I'm just arguing that you cannot put Alabama in over Texas. But it did come off as if I was somehow – I apologize for that wholeheartedly. I did uh, 25 push-ups during that commercial break to punish Texas, myself. Bama, uh, SEC still getting two in because after the Big 12 championship's done, you know, you're an SEC program, so – you ready for the SEC fact of the day? Yeah, I saw your tweet about this. Uh, ready for it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I started uh, a new endeavor yesterday. Um, I don't want to go in stupid. You know what I mean? I don't want to uh, I don't want to be the new guy and uh, and uh, go in stupid to this thing. So I am going to uh, uh, try to watch as many uh, documentaries and read some books and be as ready to be in the SEC as I possibly can be. So I thought, why not take uh, Sooner Nation along for the journey here? So I am going to share an SEC fact of the day every day on Twitter, and I'll uh, try to share it on this show first. So yesterday was the charter members of the SEC. Did you did you know that list? Were you aware of some of the teams that were in the SEC when the SEC I was, was not started? aware of that list, no. Uh, let me see if I can recap it here. So there were 13 original members. It was actually a, a different conference. It was the, I believe it was called the Southern Conference, and they had like 23 members, and they said, this is too many. So they split off, and 13 started the Southeast Conference, Southeastern Conference back in uh, 1932. They started games in 1933, so 90 years ago. And the 13 original charter members of the SEC Alabama, Alabama Polytechnic Institute, which is Auburn, Alabama Tech. Auburn used to be Alabama Tech. Florida, Georgia. Georgia Tech was an SEC team. Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi A&M, which has since changed its name to Mississippi State. Sewanee, back to them in a second. Tennessee, Tulane, and Vanderbilt. Now, some mistakes were made, Teach. Uh, Georgia Tech and Tulane, way back when, made a mistake. When they decided they did not want to be a part of the SEC. <laughs> right. They have since, in football, I mean, Georgia Tech did get them a title. What was it, like 1990? Uh, but... Uh, they, they they should have stuck around. Sewanee was the bottom feeder of the SEC. Uh, they were terrible. And this maybe I should save this for another fact of the day, and maybe I will, but I was reading about them a little yesterday. About 10 years into the – a little less than 10 years into their time in the SEC, the uh, school was having financial problems. They weren't any good anyway, and they said, we're not playing sports anymore. So, so Wani, uh, no, I don't even know if they're, they were the University of the South. I don't mm. know if they exist anymore. But they, say, uh, I've never heard of it until you put the name up yesterday. They exited from the uh, SEC. Um, okay, so here is today's SEC fact of the day. Uh, we're talking all-time SEC football championships. What school do you think has the most? 
all-time SEC championships, I will say. All-time SEC football championships. We're only talking football here. I'll say Tennessee. What a stupid answer that is. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't say your beloved Alabama. Obviously, it's Alabama. Why would you say Tennessee? Uh, I thought I thought Alabama was too easy of an answer, so I just threw Tennessee out there. So yeah, I did second guess myself, and you've got to get smarter than this before we go into the SEC. Don't be aye, embarrassing aye. me in front of my new friends. You okay? know what? SEC radio hosts are tuning into the show like those idiots are just talking about chili and beans. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. You're gonna fit right in, <laughs> Paul. You like beans in your chili, Paul? Alabama has won 29 titles, double anybody else. Georgia, 14. Tennessee, 13. They got the third most teach, so you weren't way off, I guess. LSU, 12. Florida and Auburn have each won eight. Georgia, no, sorry, sorry. uh, Ole Miss, six. Georgia Tech, five. Tulane won three before they left the conference. Kentucky, two. And Mississippi State won one back in 1941. That leaves six schools that have never won an SEC championship in football. One of them, Sewanee, they uh, hit the hills. The other five, TJ, never won an SEC championship. Arkansas in football. Missouri. South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Texas A&M. There you go. Your SEC fact of the day. Does OU get one before all of those teams that have been in for many years? Before they get their first? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree. <laughs> OU gets one. Uh, OU gets one. uh one year and four days from now. How about that? I don't know. I was worried about Texas A&M, you know. Their fan base is <laughs> comparing themselves to the Texas Rangers now, so. Texas A&M has a much <laughs> prouder tradition than the Texas Rangers do. <laughs> no, they do not. Texas Rangers just lucked their way into a title this <laughs> no, year. No, they do not. I'm just kidding. All right, there you go. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what we discover in the next 296 days before our first SEC game against Tennessee on uh, September the 21st. Uh, all right, uh, what time we got here, Teach? Break time, 747, about a half hour away from Porter Moser joining the show. Back to your text messages next. If you are one of the 10 left on the mountain, I can get your pick today or tomorrow. We'll be back. This is Kellen McCoy, head coach of the Norman North Boys basketball team. If you're a high school sports fan, make sure to check out krefsports.tv. You can find over 250 basketball games live this winter as teams make a run to the state championship. krefsports.tv, it's where the T-Wolves play. There are trucks, then there's the truck. High Tower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma, and they bring you this 7 a.m. hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Many, many different areas that they're working in. If you believe uh, anyone that you know could benefit from this, perhaps yourself, 
Give them a call. See if it uh, is something that can help you and uh, work out for you and your family. 405-831-5905, HightowerClinical.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Cheech and Chong were at the field house in 1974. It was most excellent. Hmm. I haven't never heard that before. I think Elvis was at the LNC. Yeah, LNC is right on Elvis. I mean, he it may was, have played McCaslin too, but I know he played LNC. According to um, according to the OU McCaslin site, uh, it was Bill Clinton that had an election. Hmm. I thought I'd read something about Nixon though too. Nat King Cole, Duke Ellington, Sonny and Cher, Jimi Hendrix, Henry Mancini, all performed at McCaslin Fieldhouse. How about that. It's just wild. It is an awesome-looking building. Oh, incredible. Yes. It would be amazing if we could. I've said this back when we're talking about what to do with the arena. The look of that place, if they could figure out how to revamp it and keep it looking the same on the outside, would be an amazing venue for OU basketball. But, you know, it ain't happening, so. Let's see. This person says they saw the Moody Blues at the old field house. There's a gym. Oh, nice. Uh, original Texas red chili is stew meat. Acho chilies. Um, some other type of chili here. And right. uh, that's it. No beans. Yep. Get out of here. Block that person. <laughs> I saw Robert Kennedy speak at McCaslin. Historic. Okay. Wow. I haven't seen that anywhere. That's kind of cool. I started listening yesterday to the podcast that Plank recommended on, uh, is it called Who Killed JFK? Um, I'm so addicted to the whole JFK thing, which is 60 years ago now. Uh, but Rob Reiner has put out a podcast. You know, the uh, the famous director. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, he's. Oh, gosh. Uh, All in the Family. I was trying to think of the sitcom he originally started. Well, yeah, being a great director and the things that he's gone on to do, but yeah. Uh, who, yeah, Who Killed JFK is the podcast. So, um, yeah, I've started it. It's really good. So far, it hasn't told me anything I don't know, but I'm assuming it will at some point. At the end, it'll let you know all the truth. Yeah, I hope it's going to get to uh, who did it at the end. <laughs> Back in the 70s, I saw my sister win the Big 8 Powerlifting Championship in her weight division at the McCaslin Fieldhouse. Nice. How about that? Uh, Have you ever been to McCaslin Fieldhouse, Teach? Uh, many times, yeah. For what? Uh, several men's gymnastics events. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lon Kruger's, Cleveland uh, School Day. Lon Kruger was announced at McCaslin. I was there for that announcement. Really? Mm-hmm. Me and little Drake stood there together while Carrie Murdoch uh, took pictures of us from across the gym instead of doing his job. Why were you there? Were you just fired up about the moment? We did a live broadcast, and we went over there to set up the equipment and stuff for it. They asked us to be there. My first responsibility as voice of the Sooners was that day. I think that's why we set up. I think you came on beforehand and jumped on with us from a table there in the back. And Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So. Uh, so we don't have to see Seth, uh, wait to see Seth being OC. We will see him be the OC in the bowl game, correct? Hmm. That's correct, right? I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be. Jeff's not coming back to coach that game. 
Well, my only pause is this is Jeff's offense. and Oh, as far as what will be called? Yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. Got you, and, I got you. And Joe John's been like relay, relaying in the plays. But I, I mean, Seth has been there alongside. I don't know why he wouldn't call it. It makes sense that he would, but it's not like he didn't install this offense. You know what I mean? So he's just going to sit in the seat and say, all right, here's what I would call in Jeff's offense. Maybe, probably, probably, probably. Yeah, I, I, I think Bob should do it, honestly. I mean, he's especially if we go to the Alamo Bowl. He's got a track record. This person says, how does one vote for Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year? You got to be a member of the, it's not a public thing. You got to be a member of the Sportscasters Guild, you know, or the uh, National Media Something uh, Association. Muleshoe should hire Ed Ogeron for his DC LOL. Has he still not got a defensive coordinator yet? Uh, No, not that I've. I thought the Jim Leonard thing was close to being done a while ago. I haven't heard anything be official, no. Ed Orgeron and Lincoln Riley together would be amazing. <laughs> Ed Orgeron and anybody would be amazing. I was going to say, he pretty much makes anyone amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Gundy created the mess at the beginning of the year. Why give him Coach of the Year for fixing the problems he created? Hmm. All right, I guess that's a, I guess that's one theory. Top of the hour break, 8 o'clock. We'll be back.